Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be reading Matthew 4, verses 1 and 2 only. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now we see the kind of love with which the Father loves the Son. Jesus is coronated at his baptism. He's coronated as the beloved Son, and immediately he's led into the desert. Anekthe is the word used. Jesus is taken up by the Spirit into the desert. He didn't choose to go there. The Spirit took him there. As Hauerwas writes, the Father willingly wills the Son to be subject to time, to be subject to our flesh, and to be subject to the devil. That word devil, diabolos, it means a slanderer, one who speaks falsely, a liar. The devil at his core is a liar. Now Jesus is the embodiment of truth. In John's gospel, he will say, I am the truth. So we have an interesting matchup. The one who is truth versus the one who is pure lie. So it'll make sense that their battle will take place over the pages of the father's story. The father's story about his creation and his people and his beloved son. Who knows the truth of the story better? Especially when the son is now fully human. As well. It's important we realize that the devil came to Jesus after the 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. Humans are most prone to temptation. That is to say, humans are most prone to slanderous lies, seductive, subtle lies about the truth when we are weak and when we are tired and when we are hungry. Which is why Jesus is unique in the human race. Because even when he is weak and tired and hungry, the liar's words don't seduce him like they do us. For he knows the Father's story better than we do, better than the devil. He is the Father's story. I remember when Anna and I, uh, we were in premarital counseling, and uh, our pastor told us, never try to have a serious conversation when you're hungry, tired, or driving. Because in all three of those instances, you can't see clearly. And when you can't see clearly, you don't have the patience it takes to communicate, to listen. Misunderstanding will occur. Fights will happen. You'll say things you don't mean. Or maybe you do mean right then. But then later on, the next day, you realize, no, I don't really mean that. It gets all very confusing when you're in those states. It's like a mirage in the desert. Your hunger and your thoughts start playing tricks on you, and then the great liar comes, and he starts turning your thoughts in circles. That is to say, he twists what's true. He makes it slippery and seductive, and we know it's not quite true what's being said to us, but darn it, it sounds so close, or it feels really, really good. Now, today we're not going to go into the temptations themselves. Rather, we just want to sit in the obvious detail. The devil does not come until we're weak, tired, idle, 
angry, hungry, lonely. Not until 40 days of fasting does the devil come. In the sixth installment of the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan tells one of the characters, Jill, when she's on top of the mountain, that they're going to have to go on a journey. And um, he gives Jill signs, four signs, and he commands her to remember them. He asks her to repeat them on top of the mountain over and over and over until she can repeat them verbatim, until they're a part of her consciousness. She was told that she should repeat them so often so that she doesn't forget them. Because, Aslan warns her, on the mountain, the air is clear and you can think straight. But when you descend down into the valley, it becomes muddled and you'll get confused and other things will start to make sense, which is why in those moments you need to repeat the signs to yourself over and over and over so you don't forget. Satan is testing Jesus' identity as the beloved son of the Father. Your identity, too, will be tested as a son and daughter of God. Remember the signs. Remember the words. Remember those moments that were so real you could touch them and repeat them to yourself often. Tell the story again and again of when God showed up. Because you will get tired, you will get hungry, you will get lonely, and then the liar will come. Let's pray. Lord, we, uh, today we say you're good. We remember all the ways that you have shown yourself good in our lives. You have shown yourself good and gracious and full of love, and full of kindness, and full of patience. And we remember those right now. We are in the valley, and we're walking toward you, and we are uh, commanded by you to remember the signs, to repeat often your words, your story of truth, because the liar will come and will twist it, and we'll twist it so, so craftily that it'll sound true, it'll feel true, but we'll know there's something off. We don't want to get turned around, Lord. We don't want to get lost. And so we lean into one another. We lean into the community of those who recite the truth about you day in and day out, week in and week out. You are the God who leads your beloved children immediately into the desert to have their identity refined and purified. It's not just the words you speak about us. It's also the day in and day out living them and believing them that transforms us into our identity, our new identity that you've conferred on us as son and daughter of God. So give us and give the people who are there courage and perseverance, and fortitude. Lord, we love you. We love you. You love us. You love us. You love us. We know, we know, we know you love us. And when we doubt it, we look at the image of your son on the cross who prayed, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. You love us.
and we trust that today. It's in your name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.